Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. First of all, I must uh, I must apologise for the fact that we haven't done one of these for ages. And also, I want to get your hopes up. There's no guest on this podcast. In fact, it's just me on my own in my garage. I was supposed to record it yesterday with Ben Green. Um, I announced it on Instagram and that has been a valuable lesson in not announcing stuff before it's happened because uh, we're not, we didn't end up doing it. So, uh, apologies. Apologies for the fact it's been a little bit of time since the last uh, podcast. Uh, Rumadge got married, had a baby, all of that shit, living his life. Uh, and I've been busy. So, uh, while I was doing League of Their Own, I'm trying to get Jamie Redknapp on the podcast. He's up for it. We just haven't been able to lock it down. So, he's an upcoming guest. Um, and also, I spent last night booking up loads of guests. Um, because we're going to try and do a few to sort of pay you back for the fact we haven't done any for a while. I say pay you back, I mean it's free. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, yes, it's it's not right. I get it. I mean, I listen to podcasts. I certainly don't listen to this one. But I do listen to podcasts. And uh, it is annoying when you're expecting one to drop into the thing and it doesn't. Fucking hell. This is why I don't shouldn't do podcasts on my own. Anyway, uh, I hope you're well. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Black Klansman movie, uh, a Spike Lee joint, also brought to you by producer Jordan Peele, who also brought us uh, the amazing film Get Out. Uh, if you don't know what this film is about, it's, uh, it, well, it's about, it's based on a true story, which I didn't realise. Uh, it's uh, based on a black police officer who infiltrates the Ku Klux Klan. He like, phones them up, and then from then, uh, manages to get inside uh, and this film is about the true story of what happened uh, from that point. Uh, it is relevant to our times and the film explains why it's relevant to our times and it also got a 12 minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival and won the Jury Grand Prix. I went to watch it the other day with Nick Helm, he was late, I don't want to sort of cast any aspersions but I was on time and the white man arrived slightly after the credits started. Uh, but we both loved it. Uh, well worth watching. In cinemas, August the 24th. Black Klansman, a Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee's back. Check it out. <laughs> Loads of stuff has happened since I last spoke to you. The one thing that I haven't had a chance to talk to you about is this sort of triple threat, quadruple threat, I should say, of these Kanye-produced albums that came out. Uh, and I'm talking about Pusha T's album, Daytona, uh, Yay, Kanye's album, Kid See Ghosts by uh, Kanye and Kid Cudi, and Nazir by Nas. So I'm just going to go through these albums one by one before I talk to you about other stuff I've been listening to. Uh, well, I guess when you talk about the Pusha T album, first of all, I guess what you want to talk about is this Whitney Houston cover where Kanye paid, I think it's like $80,000 
to, uh, this is all old news now, but I'm just talking it through, just fucking deal with it. I'm assuming that you don't get any hip-hop news apart from this podcast, so there you go. I mean, if you do, you are going to be very badly informed. But, um, Daytona, yeah, so the album cover, Kanye West basically paid $80,000 uh, to get a picture of Whitney Houston's album, uh, bathroom, sorry, like with all the drugs, paraphernalia and all that shit. I'm just looking at it as I'm talking. I do understand Kanye's reasons for it because Pusha T talks about drugs all the time, but um, I don't know. I just don't think this. I just don't think that. I, I get the drugs connection, but it's a fairly literal reason to have that album cover. I don't understand. If you listen to the album, I just don't. It just doesn't sort of tie up. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm not listening to it on the right level. Maybe I'm too thick to appreciate it. What I would say is the Pusha T album is sick. I mean, it is wicked. Um, I love every track on it, and I say I love every track on it. It's not that hard. There's only seven. But um, I do love, oh by the way, can we talk about this seven track thing? I'm not into it. I understand why, what, what I don't know, what, what reason did they give? Seven's a good number. It means that you just get gold. But uh, just don't call it an album. I mean, what am I talking about? I didn't even pay for it. I've just fucking downloaded it. So I, I, you know what? I'm a hypocrite. Fine, you want to do seven track albums, do seven track albums, mate. I would. What my argument would be is maybe not call it an album. Call it... What? What's wrong with EP? Is it what is EP? When does EP become an LP? I should Google this before I talk about it. Anyway, the point is the Pusha T album, EP, seven tracker, uh, mini project is wicked. I loved it. Uh, if you know, you know. Might be my tour walk on song. I love it that much. If you know, you know. This thing of ours, oh this thing of ours. A fraternity of drug dealers ringing off. I just happen to be alumni Too legit, they still looking at me with one eye The company I keep is not corporate enough Child rebel soldier, you ain't often enough A rapper turned trapper can't morph into us But a trapper turned rapper can morph into puff I feel like I could hear Pusha T just rap forever Just his voice, the ugh, all of that shit I love it, I don't care that the subject matter is fairly varied uh, Not varied uh, in the slightest I like it. I'm good. I'm a fan. Uh, so yeah, he's even got Rick Ross in it, who I don't give a shit about, uh, and um, I even like that track. What I didn't like is the the Kanye cameo, where like I mean, he's. I find it difficult to say what I don't like about Kanye because actually, if I'm being honest with you, I think he's got serious mental issues and he needs an intervention. And the thing is, uh, people talk about how. You know, you've got to reach out to people. This guy's a family man, and uh, I think he's been enabled to be... I mean, look at me. I've got no fucking clue. But I'm basing that on what? On what little I've read. I still don't give a shit. I think he needs an intervention. He's mad. He's mad. Like, even if... Let's just take this slavery is a choice comment, okay? Which, um, if you examine it, has some, I guess, some intellectual rigour to it. Even if you thought that, if you were saying you would not say that out loud without having some really specific arguments to back that up, you can't go on fucking TMZ and just denounce it. Do you know what I mean? It just feels like... It, it doesn't feel like the work of somebody that's fully got it together. Do you know what I mean? And also, what did he say now? He identifies with Alexander McQueen. Just, I don't know, get a writer in and maybe work out some of the bullet points before you come out and speak publicly. That would be my advice to you. Anyway, Push It T album, I like. Moving on, the actual Kanye album, yay. So after spending $80,000 on 
uh, Pusha T's album cover, Kanye just takes a photo of a view he saw on the way to his listening party and then like uses his fucking phone app to put some sort of slogan on. What's it say? Uh, oh, I don't give a shit. Anyway, the point is the album's crap. I, I just sort of think like if and people, you feel free to disagree with me, um, but. Uh, what you don't need my permission to disagree with me, do you? You don't need me to. You weren't sitting there going, oh, "God, are we allowed to have a different opinion to Romit?" Oh no, he's confirmed that we can. Um, I just think it's awful. I thought about killing you. The opening track on it is like, I, 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 it just feels like someone that thinks they're being profound, but they're just not. And I think if you're doing seven tracks, every single thing has to be watertight, and it just isn't on this album. There's stuff on it that feels like you might stick on a 25 tracker. You know, if you're trying to pad it out for some reason, if you're trying to do a double album or something, not on a seven track, what's meant to be your tightest work. So anyway, there you go. I'm, I'm whipping through these because, I'll be honest with you, the truth is, I listened to the A album a couple of times, I haven't listened to it since, I just don't give a shit about it. Now, Kids See Ghosts. I love this album. I think it's great. I think Cuddy's great on it. I think Kanye's better on this than he is on his solo album. It took me long enough to rap on this, strong enough. Pay the shit, just gonna give up. Cause Jay just gonna live up to everything that sucks. Do you and us never enough? Thought I'd be clever enough to give up while I'm ahead. I like breakfast in bed, but I love breakfast ahead. For anybody who said that I was better off dead. Told them don't ever leave nothing that you ever read. Got a Bible by my bed. Oh yes, I'm very Christian. Constantly. I like the title track. Um, I like free. I like all of it. There's only five other songs that I've mentioned because so, it's all seven tracks in it now. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Kids See Ghost. Check it out. And then the Nas album. What's to say about this? I uh, felt a little bit. Well, there's some controversy surrounding Nas, isn't there? Because I, you will have read, I'm sure, uh, that Nas, that Khalees has come out, uh, Nas's ex-wife has come out and said that Nas was abusive to them, uh, abusive to her, sorry, during their relationship. And when Chris Brown, uh, when physically abused Rihanna, that she thought about coming out with it and she hasn't done it now, she has come out of it. I think that probably what I would argue is the biggest confirmation, well, the biggest confirmation that it happened is her saying it. I think they're pretty serious allegations. But I think what is confirmation over and above that is the fact that he's not denied it at all. In fact, I don't think I've heard any comment about it, really. He's sort of just ignored it, which is normally the sign of somebody that's just hoping it's going to go away. And it seems to have. I mean, what is the deal with this? Like, I don't know, because like I am a big Richard Pryor fan, and Richard Pryor did some awful, 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 horrific shit to the women in his life. And I'm still a Pryor fan. I've got him tattooed on my arm. And then I thought, I don't know if I should even be listening to this album because of what Nas did. What is my fucking moral code here? I'm not, it's a rhetorical question. But I just, I sort of think that probably the correct thing to do is to stop listening to any of these people or stop engaging with any of these people. I don't know the background of it. Uh, does that matter that I don't know the background of it? Because am I ever going to be in a position to make a judgment of it? And am I? What am I doing? Am I listening to this story and reading this story with the hope that I can still continue listening to Nas? Okay. The truth of it is, is the reason I've been thinking about it more than usual is it just feels like Nas hasn't really, because of his legendary status, he's not getting any flack for this. Or if he is, I certainly haven't read about it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem to be. It actually doesn't seem to be a big deal, and that's pretty fucked up, really. Uh, 
So if anybody can enlighten me on this, I mean, I might be being ignorant about this, but like, he was abusive to his wife and he also did that song, Daughters. So, what is the point I'm trying to make here? There is no point. Yes, there is a point. The point is I think Nas has got away with it and I think that's wrong. So, if somebody can, can somebody, if somebody can give me some information that can inform my view on this, I mean, I could Google it, but if somebody's got like what they consider to be a definitive viewpoint on this, then please feel free to email romashaye at hotmail.com. Um, anyway, the long and the short of it is, it's meant that I haven't really listened to the, well, I had a cursory listen to the Nas album, uh, and then I started to feel, I don't know, I just sort of started to feel a bit funny about it. So anyway, there you go, that's the situation. Okay, what else have I been listening to? Um, I have listened to... Oh, okay, so there's two albums I want to recommend for this episode of the podcast. Uh, the first one is The Bridge and the Abyss by Jedi Mind Tricks. Um, and uh, I like Jedi Mind Tricks a lot, but um, this album is just... It's just great. I love it. I properly, properly love it, as in can't stop listening to it, love it. I expected nothing less, his dummy came with his man. But as stupid as he is, he should have came with a plan. See, technologically, this is enslavement of man. The harder the abode of the believers in shame. Whether you speak Yoruba, Santeria, and witchcraft. I ain't even know they made a rollie for your bitch ass. All it take a little bit of buzz for you to get gas. Enjoy yourself, stupid. This shit'll be over quick, fast. There is one, there, there, what are there? 19 songs on this, and everyone's a banger, with the exception of Marciano's Rain. I just don't like it. And I'm not going to go into why I don't like it. Well, I can do a little bit. He talks about rain, and I don't like it. It just feels like, uh, it feels like, for certain parts of that song, it feels like uh, a rap song that some that your geography teacher might make about precipitation. There you go. Uh, so, uh, but apart from that, I feel bad. I've just focused on the negative side of it. The rest of it is absolutely incredible. I love it. Vinnie Paz is an amazing MC. Uh, I thoroughly recommend it. It gets four and a half ROMs out of five. Okay, there you go. The other album that I want to recommend to you uh, for this podcast is Denzel Curry's Taboo. What the fuck you think you trying to creep on? Put a nigga in a black Nissan. I'm a nigga Freddie Wayne sleep on. Catch a nigga in a bush doing recon. Pass find a body in an alley. Got him out the club like a caddy. I'm gonna push a button like an innie. Switch it up and then I had a caddy. Tap it in a bitch nigga up. Put body parts to the bag. Put it body parts to the concrete. Spread the concrete across the whole city. Plug a nigga up like a damn idiot. Now, this album, um, I wasn't uh, fully aware of, uh, I wasn't fully aware of Denzel Curry, mainly because uh, he's sort of like, what's the best way to describe it? I sort of consider him to be one of these like SoundCloudy type rappers. And somebody recommended his latest album to me. And I don't know, because basically what happened was, is like I've become aware of the fact that actually uh, I might have been guilty of only listening to uh, hip hop that's sort of throwback, if you like, that's a little bit uh, old school in vibe. And that certainly is the case for a lot of my recommendations is sort of stuff that's like, uh, it sounds like the old boom bap stuff, right? So, um, so this album is not like that. I mean, Denzel Curry is a great, is, is a very good rapper. He can definitely spit, right? Oh, I can definitely 
definitely spit. Here's the thing, right? Hip hop slang. I'm like a dad of three. I'm like practically middle aged. Should I be even saying things like he can spit? Let me know. Um, anyway, the point is, is this album is sort of, it does definitely sound of its time. This album is a 2018 album, right? So, um, but I just loved it. I thought it was great. I, I love every track on it. Um, it's, he mixes up his styles. Um, the production's great. He deals with some pretty serious subject matter. He's obviously putting himself out there on the album. Uh, I thought it was excellent. What I would say is, you sort of, I don't know if you can tell, I'm slightly hesitant. The reason is, is because it's possible that based on my past recommendations, you might listen to this album and think, I don't know why Ramesh has recommended this, but what I would say is, it's great. Maybe the album of the year so far, that's my opinion. I, I just think it is brave and the production's great and he can write a hook. There's all those things going for it. I was slightly, I read an interview with him where he sort of talked about the fact that he has to write a hook to make it, to make it sell. And, and obviously you don't want to read as a hip hop fan, you sort of think, oh, I hope he just does his own thing and then like people like it. But I guess people have to think about that kind of shit, you know, it's the world we live in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Okay, so uh, moving on. I a while ago, and I mentioned it on this uh, uh, on this podcast so far today. I have uh, talked about uh, this website, this email address that I wanted you to send stuff to, and uh, uh, I haven't responded to a single email. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at some of these emails now. But I'm not doing this. I'm just warning you now. I'm not doing this in an organised way now. But I will do it in an organised way at some point. So if you do have a new thing you want to say to me or there's something I've said uh, that you don't like, uh, just get in touch with me, I guess. Um, okay, uh, Philip Bradford, very, very short email from Philip Bradford, uh, says we'd love to see Dirty Dyke on the podcast. Uh, we are, I've literally just messaged Dirty Dyke about getting on the podcast. We were supposed to have him um, a while ago and then our recording thing was too early in the morning for him, so he couldn't do it. Um, so there you go, Philip Bradford. Uh, your wish is my command. I mean, I don't want to give you that impression. I was, I was going to get Dirty Dyke on there, so I don't want you to feel like you've got any kind of power. Uh, okay, uh, next email, um, Mark Corelli. Really big fan. Learned about you from the Showtime show. Wondering your thoughts on Jedi Mind Tricks. If you haven't heard them, check out the Servants in Heaven, Kings of Hell album. I have heard the album, and I've just recommended their other album. So, Mark. 
your wishes my command. At this point, it looks like um, I'm just picking emails that I've already dealt with. Uh, okay, Sarah Vaughan. Let me start by saying that I'm a huge fan of this podcast. I've listened to a couple of episodes. Now onto the crux of this email. So there's a lot of uh, good stuff here about how great I am and how great Rumage is and how great Ben Green is and how great the podcast is. But there's a criticism. On to the crux of this email. I've noticed through my extensive listening of your podcast that female hip-hop artists are not often mentioned, apart from Lauren Hill, of course. I know there aren't many female hip-hop artists, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on more of the cl- some of the classic rappers like Lil' Kim, Missy Elliott, Foxy Brown, salt and pepper and maybe also the newer ones too. Lady... Uh, Lady Lachur, Kate Tempest, Little Sims, Jungle Pussy, etc. On this vein, I'd also like to ask if you consider bringing on more female hip-hop fans on for your podcast. I really enjoyed the Sarah Pascoe episode recently and also the Catherine Ryan one from early on in the days of the podcast. Maybe female MC or hip-hop artists could be an option. Anyway, thanks again for an excellent podcast and big love to Rumage too. Uh, Sarah Vaughan, you are not the only person that has made this criticism of our podcast. Well, actually, you are the first person that said we don't talk about female hip-hop artists enough. And you're right, we should do. I apologise for that oversight. The thing that I am uh, more upset about, not because I think it's any more important, but the fact is I'm slightly led uh, by our guests on who we talk about. But look, there's not an excuse that we will. We need to talk about female hip-hop artists more. Um, you haven't mentioned... I think my favourite female hip-hop... My fam- I think my favourite female rapper is Ra Digger. A deep for Rod Digger from Flip Mode. I just thought she's amazing. It beats the little mama, lip blasting Alana. The only shit popping like White Castle or the Donna. Rod Digger makes the joint stack, the DJs blast. Get old Diva in the source with the three page ad. Watch as the hood rap Messiah climb swiftly. Labels get the death to let they artists rhyme with me. Cause you can sing your thuggers in C and watch me sun them. The rugged is bitch, don't even rhyme about gunning. There you go, dealt with. No, I'm joking. We're going to talk a bit more about it. Next one. Catherine Reiser. Uh, again, she's just saying she likes a podcast, which is nice. By the way, you can keep sending those. Uh, what I should do is just vet them because nobody wants to hear uh, me read stuff out about how people like the podcast. Okay, so this is from Queeveen McGee. I hope I've got that right. Uh, this says, you ever watched the breakdown by Hip Hop DX on YouTube? No, I haven't, um, but I will do. Emailing to ask your opinion on Eminem's best verse. I changed my regularly on this, but at the minute I can't get past his second verse on Obi Trice's song Lady. I'm sure you've heard it, but if not, get on it. It's great. See you in Dublin if you're over anytime soon. Okay, thank you very much, Cleveland, for your email. If I've mispronounced your name, I, I'm very sorry. I'm being more apologetic than I liked on this podcast, and I've got to be honest with you, I think it's because I'm on my own in the garage and it's really making me lose confidence. Uh, Eminem's best verse. I, 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 I have definitely heard Lady, but it doesn't stick out in the memory, but I probably shouldn't listen to it again. I think Eminem's best lyrics are on... Well, he did this freestyle, didn't he? That the, If you look up Eminem Mob Deep freestyle... Uh, he does this thing about making up his own language and it's just funny uh, but also I like uh, Any Man off the Sound Bombing Volume 2 I think like uh, yeah, I just think that track's so good and then he closes it by going something, 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 something I get weeded my daughter scribbled over that rhyme I couldn't read it I just think it's such a fucking great closing line although logically doesn't make sense because uh 
it's a massive coincidence, isn't it? If it goes something, 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 I get weeded, and then that happens to rhyme with the fact that he's commenting on the previous line being scribbled out. Fuck me. Uh, okay, Charlie Harvey. Rom, you asked for opinions, so just an email to give a few suggestions, and I'm very excited to know that Ocean Wisdom is appreciated uh, by uh, Big Names. I went to the um, Ocean Wisdom gig uh, at the, where the fuck was it? In Camden. And um, it was amazing. It was unbelievable. Like, it was such a good gig. Um, there were loads of Hip Hop Saved My Life fans there. Um, thank you so much for uh, coming up to me and saying hello and saying thank you. Um, for the podcast, I very much appreciated that. Um, I, I don't know if you, like, I sort of started to hesitate there because I get nervous. I get one of the things I don't want to sound like is a, a wanker. And what I mean by that is somebody going, thanks a lot for all the people that are coming up, showing love to the podcast. Like, d- does that sound arrogant? It's not, I mean, I'm just sort of saying thank you. It's sort of, it's meant to be gratitude. But as soon as I started saying it, it sounds like, oh, in my head, there's this voice going, mate, you sound a bit up yourself. It sounds like you were, you know, you're like saying everyone that you got bigged up at the at the gig. You know what? I did. I did. Some people came up and said thanks for the podcast. So do you know what? Fuck you, mate. All right? This is a man having a breakdown in a garage. Anyway, the point is, the Ocean Wisdom gig was good. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, P Money was there. Rodney P was there. Uh, Dizzy Rascal was there. It was a great gig. Uh, if you missed it, you missed out. And it sounds like Ocean Wisdom is uh, smashing it. So, all good. Uh, okay, back to the emails. Auto-tuning rap. This this, guy, this is a funny guy. Uh, love the show, blah, blah, blah. So even he knows it's uh, tiresome. Uh, not ty- it's not tiresome. I like reading about the thing, but just like me reading out is Anyway, last week's show with Jordan Stevens. Okay, this is what I received this a while ago. Uh, Book of Ryan by Royce the Five Nine. You're old enough like me to remember rap before Cher started that autotune shit. I hate anything with autotune being a hip-hop, it drives me nuts. It adds nothing. Autotune is used to help people's voices and they can't quite sing. Rappers are not singing, so why use it? Be interested in your thoughts. I don't know, man. I used to be, like, just a bit snobby about this. You shouldn't be using autotune and I don't like 808s and Heartbreak and somebody messaged me recently and said, your mind changed on it and no, it hasn't. But but the thing is, how can it have changed? I haven't gone back and listened to it. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and listen to it, all right? Uh, and now I just don't care. I just sort of think, like, if you like the track, you like the track. Do you know what I mean? I just sort of think, like, yes, auto-tune, uh, rappers singing, people have an opinion on, rappers singing with auto-tune, people have an opinion on. Just because I don't particular at the moment I don't believe I like 808s and Heartbreak doesn't mean I'm against rappers doing it as such. Like if rappers want to do it, they want to do it, and then they just make a choice on a record by record basis. Then I sort of can't be asked to have like hard and fast rules about stuff anymore. I just sort of think if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. If I don't like it, I won't listen to it. So that's kind of the attitude. I mean, that is basically I'm explaining consumerism. Do you know what I mean why I've suddenly decided that that's some sort of revelation is? Amazing, but it is a revelation to me because it used to be a situation where I'd like if I heard that there was something on a track, like there's a time when I'm fucking wouldn't even listen to West Coast hip hop. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd just be like, if it's not from New York, I don't want to hear it. And like, you just sort of stop having those rules, don't you? And now I don't have any rules. <laughs> I'm like a maverick, I'm like a maverick, man. Just go with the flow or whatever. 
All right, I think we're done here, aren't we? Uh, so, listen, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for your patience. I'm going to be coming back with uh, loads more episodes. Um, I've booked in loads of guests. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry if you didn't like this episode. It's only a little mini episode. Please do, when it comes out, go and watch uh, Black Clansman. It genuinely is a good film. Uh, great film. And if you've got any uh, things you want to talk to me about, email romesh88 at hotmail.com. Uh, I have been Romesh Rang and Ethan. I'll see you next time. Peace out. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.